I want to repeat something that I actually spoke about on Shabbos because it's so important. We discussed the Medrash that, uh, um, from the Sedra on Shabbos that speaks about the fact that we, uh, that the uh, each of the others were talking one of the tefillahs, or they were chadish one of the tefillahs, and Chazal was talking three tefillahs a day. And uh, Lamaisa, the Medrash says that at nighttime in Maravtai, we pray to Hashem to take us out of the darkness. In the morning, we thank Hashem for taking us out of the darkness. In the afternoon, afternoon, we pray to Hashem that the same way that we saw the sun in the east, we should see the sun in the west. So what I find striking is, and especially we mentioned this, the Gersi Yushalmi that the Yosef brings, it says that we thank Hashem. But the main point that was interesting is that you notice that we don't get around to appreciating the light until Mincha time. Because we, Marav time, we're praying to get out of the darkness. And in the morning, we're thanking Hashem for getting us out of the darkness. And only by Mincha time are we first, are we first appreciating the fact that we're in the light. And the, the thing that I think is so important about that is that we have to recognize you know, those two of your prayers are about darkness. Two of the prayers are about darkness. One, get me out of here, and thanks for getting me out of here. And then we finally come to a place by Mincha time where we, we, we barely slip it enough time to appreciate the uh, the light, and we say, okay, the same way we, we pray to Hashem, the same way that He gave us light in the East, He's given, let, let us see the light in the West. But I mention this because uh, I was always struck by the beginning of Masil Sisharim, and that the how the first thing is really to get away from the negative, how important it is. And you really can't start until you do that. You have to stop. You know, things are negative. You have to get out of it. It's such a such a destructive thing. It's an interesting point also that the, uh, uh, the rabbis teach us that the uh, Kubalim um, speak about also that the, when it comes to the mitzvahs ase and the mitzvahs los ase, interestingly enough, that uh, that the uh, That's not what I want to say. That's, a, that's actually a difficult point. But uh, you see, at the beginning of the Sharm, the first thing a person has to get away from what's negative. A person wants to live a healthy life, so they have to stop doing things that are unhealthy. A person is an addict, a person is a drunk, or whatever. If they have to stop doing those things, you stop, then you can uh, go forward in tshuva, uh, even though, we, even though we, have, we can debate, you know, what's the, uh, you know, what comes first. But the, for the average person, the thing comes first is to stop. First thing, you stop doing the wrong thing. And uh, you have to realize that the world is so full of, uh, we have to say, my point not to be pessimistic, but the, yeah, there's sufficient darkness in the world. And the fact that we are, the fact that we're in the position that we're in, we have to have such overwhelming thanks to God, such incredible thanks, and you can't believe it. Most of the world is not thinking, period. You know, I was teasing the other day, you know, God, you're, we're busy, you, you speak in the basement, you're used to a person substantiating a premise, you know, you know, we say, you know, we start laughing over a person, says, look, you're just asserting that, you're just saying it, you, have no, you, haven't, you haven't brought any substantiation from the point you're making. People, so in, in the basement, it's, uh, the conversation's over, and the, the person goes back, you're right, I have to go find a source for that, I have to go find something. In the street, people just uh, yell, they talk, and they say they say the most silliest they say the silliest things you know with great vigor you know stand and, and even you know the way they get hot hot under the collar there's nothing there so much of the world doesn't think the you'd be amazed you understand that you'd be amazed people don't think period
you know, so much of the world, or, or thinking, uh, the average person, what happens is they grow up a very little bit. They think in the tiniest field, enough to feed themselves, enough to shelter themselves. And they, they're more serious, they're not thinking at all. You know, so to be enough, that's, a, that's one point. The knowledge of God, or, the, or Torah, etc., or, or dedication to Torah. We're so fortunate. So anybody, anybody in our position has to be so thankful. There was a famous entertainer who... Uh, who had a routine, you know, and the uh, it was a comic. But the point was that uh, the person was saying that uh, that they noticed in the streets of New York, you know, the Brahmanas, there are people who are mentally disturbed, etc. Especially at a certain time, they released all the people from the insane asylums. There were a lot more crazy people in the streets, and uh, so the person says that they noticed they saw a person coming down the street one day, you know, with a with a fried egg on their head. <coughs> so. The comedian says, you know, they were very surprised because it was a little early. Usually, Friday people don't come up in June, you know, and this was already, was in, this was already in the April. It was a little shocking to see person with a Friday. <laughs> the point because, the, but the, but then at one point the comedian says that sometimes when they go to bed at night, they pray and they say, please God, you know, please don't let me wake up in the morning and want to put a Friday egg on my head. You know, and as humorous as that's supposed to be, the truth is that it's chilling because that's the point. You look around the world, you know, you wake up, you say, listen, thank you, you know, please don't let me wake up with you like that. Don't let me be in that place. You say, it's such a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift to have sanity. It's a gift to have it's a gift to have consciousness. It's a gift to know. Here, the fact that you know that there's a God that you know you created to fulfill Torah mitzvahs, what a what a gift. You understand what what a gift that is. Whatever struggles we're having, you know, we are we are so blessed. We're so blessed. I mean, people don't don't know why they're alive. You know, forget forget about the people who are actively destroying the world. You know, some people are just wandering around like, you know, floating around like noodles in the soup. And you know, the average, you know, don't know what's going on. You know, I got a clue, or, the, or that the solution to problems is Torah. You know, you, you go if you, yeah, how many Jewish people think that the way to solve the world's problems is better politics? You know, getting more representatives to the here, calling up the radio, writing letters to the to the television, writing letters to the newspaper. You know, it occurred to anybody that, that 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 the world is Hashem's? How about praying to God? How about fulfilling His Torah? Maybe that would work. You know, that's what it says in His book. <laughs> how many? You know, that's what he that's what he that's what he said. That's what he said. You know, Jewish people they have they have the presidents of major Jewish things and millions of dollars all putting together. You say, you know, what are they going to do about it? Can you imagine that? What's going on in the Shemayim? Kodesh going. Imagine what's going on over there. You people there, it must be hysterical. Well, you know, does it even occur to you? How about, hey, how about let's open up the Shulchan Aruch, let's fulfill what it says. How about that? I was one place, and uh, they were discussing, you know, crises in the Jewish world and threats to the Jewish people. What do they do? So I was a visitor. So they said, what do you think, you know? So I said, I mentioned a few, a few uh, mitzvahs that maybe people, you know, or, or Yisuri, that maybe people were lax upon. Maybe we should, maybe we should fulfill those things. And the person turns to the rabbi and says, you didn't tell us he was Haredi? <laughs> oh, that's radical. You mean you want to solve Jewish problems by fulfilling the Torah? <laughs> hey, that's a little fanatic, don't you think? <laughs> But that's the, that's the world. It's, it, it, it's funny, but it's not funny. That's the world. That is the world. That is the world. And people, and people, what about blah, blah, blah? Asserting things that have nothing to do with the Torah as if they're self-evident. Where'd they get them from? I don't know. 
So I'm just trying to say to to be in a in a state of sanity, to have the zechus to be to have zechus to have come to a place where you know here there's Torah mitzvahs, you know there's a God in the world. Says we have to be incredibly thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, incredibly thankful to Hu, that he that he took us out of darkness. Every one of us, and I mentioned on Shabbos, I don't care where you were born. I don't care if you were born into the house of the God Lador. I don't care where you were born. If you are today in a place where you are cognizant of the fact that you're in the presence of God at every moment, and that you, and that you were created for no other reason except to fulfill Torah mitzvahs, and that there is nothing happening in the world except for this, and there's nothing else going on, you are the most blessed of people. You're fortunate beyond all words, before, beyond all ability to appreciate, to thank God for taking us out of darkness. You can't. I don't care. Who, I don't care where you were born. There's no. They, 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 what's it? Nothing means anything. Your birth means nothing. Your upbringing. I don't, I don't mean. I don't mean from the side of the parent. Your upbringing means a lot. I'm saying. But here, what guarantees anybody have? If you are sane today, you're a sane Jew. You understand that. You understand this is what your life's about. You are a very fortunate person. Very fortunate. That's when we, 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 we have to thank. We have to come to Hashem. Okay, we have two prayers a day. You know, Hashem, get me out of here. Hashem, thanks for getting me out of there. And then finally, quickly, we sneak in. You know, Mincha time. You know, sneak in. This is great. You know, Hashem, please. You know, pour it on. Give me more. Give me more light. And then to appreciate it. Okay, we 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 get in. Okay, two prayers. Two prayers about staying. Two prayers about darkness. Just to point out, it's, a, it's a, how the how the this is not not to be taken for granted. It's not to be taken for granted. I tell you, I, I told you that story a week ago or two weeks ago. But the, there's the guy in his safer thanking Hashem that he made it through the war, believing in God. That's a religious man. He understood. He understood how delicate how delicate the balance is, how terrible the fight is. It's gigantic. You know, the, yeah, the whole world. You know, you know I, I was, <laughs> I'm not going to say where, but you know, I was someplace. The guy's talking. The guy's talking for 30 minutes to people about sending their kids to Israel, or 40 with 30, and not one. You know, what's important, and not one mention of Torah. <laughs> not one mention, not an allusion even to it. Forget about an explicit mention of Torah. Not even an allusion to Torah. That's happening all over the place. So we're incredibly fortunate. I just want to, I just want to point that out. You know, we were talking last week, so we have to fix ourselves, etc. One thing to do is, we much to, much to appreciate. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal by a, by a, um, a real estate expert. So the real estate expert is trying to, you know, recalibrate people, you know, about the present financial situation in the world. So one, the expert is telling people, like, really, like, uh, right now, like, you know, you really have to stop thinking about your home as an investment. <laughs> you know, because it's, uh, you know, things are bottoming out, it's getting worse, etc. He said, but, you know, he said, you should be thinking of your home as a place that you live. <laughs> and I thought it was—I thought it was such an apropos point. I think that's getting closer. You know, that's getting closer to what we're talking about. You know, where Hashem, you know, you have a place to live. That's a really wonderful thing. <laughs> you, have a, you have a shirt on your back. You have food in front of you. That's an—that's inc- an incredible thing. Instead, they're, they're, but they're, you know, you, you get crazy. People get crazy. And they stop thinking about—stop thinking about reality. I told you years ago, I was much younger, there was a certain woman, she was like the matriarch of her family. 
So she lived in Tel Aviv. So some family was visiting from Europe. So one of the she somebody the conversation came up to somebody said one of the opinions about it. What does he think about moving to Eretz Israel? So he said he said Eretz Israel came to Eretz Israel. He said everybody's poor. He said that was back in those days. Today everybody's rich in Eretz Israel. But then those days he said everybody said everybody's poor. Even he would admit today that people are rich in Eretz Israel. But uh, in those days he said everybody's poor. So the woman, the older woman, became very upset, and she said to him, she said, poor, she, she really gave it to me. She didn't know what poor is. She said, but when she was growing up, she said, each time they ate, she said, they didn't, forget about what, was, what they were going to eat for the next meal. She said, they didn't know if they were ever going to eat again. She said, each time they ate, that was it. They never knew if they were ever going to eat again. She really gave it to the guy. You know, so I thought I was sitting with a group of uh, business people during the last, during the last, uh, the last crash, not this one, the one that happened previously. So I speak with them. I mentioned yesterday, but I said to them, uh, you know, I saw they were having troubles. They, they, people lost a lot of money. They were insecure. So I said to them, uh, I said, look, has anyone's wife left them over this? They said, no. I said, did anybody's children leave over this? They said, no. I said, is there anybody who doesn't have what to eat? They said, no. So I said, look, I said, how long do you think it's going to take before things turn around? And then maybe it wasn't as bad as it is, you know, as this particular one. I said, look, will it take two years? So what's going to be in two years? I said, in two years, you're going to first again appreciate that you have a wife. You'll first again appreciate that you have a child. And for two years, you're going to cancel it out, you know, while you're, while you're fighting your, your, your financial battles. You want to give up two years of appreciation of your wife and children or the fact that you have a home or food to eat? Isn't that, a, isn't that a waste? It's the same food, same wife, same kid. <laughs> it's the same kid. That's the same kid. Same kid. Nothing changed. So you want to you want to give up on your kid for two years? Poop. Subtract two years out of two years out of a life. Two years what for what? So the avoiding uh, we have to the appreciation uh, the appreciation of what we have is it's such an incredible thing as yes, to Hashem put us in situations we're in. That's a extremely important level of stuff. We miss out. You know, we, uh, you want encouragement. You, say, Look, you want encouragement. You know, Hashem's crazy about you. You're one of the people who got, you're one of the people on this earth who gets to learn Torah, who, forget it, who knows that they should learn Torah, who knows that they should keep the mitzvahs. And my culture came that you have the opportunity to do it. If a person was only blessed to know what was right, and they're struggling to get there to be able to do it, they're, they're incredibly, they have to be incredibly thankful. If they get to know what's right, they get a chance to do it. We're incredibly blessed. Who shouldn't be happy? And I didn't tell you the end of the story. I told it yesterday, I will tell it again. I didn't tell you the I really didn't, I don't know why I didn't tell the end of the story. But the years ago, I was in the base manager, I was sitting at my Rebbe's table. So I told you, in the old days, it's still like, you know, wood, wood is, not a, is, not a, is not a product of Eretz Israel. Not these days. In the old days, there's a lot of wood here, you know, but they. All the, all the wars, etc. The trees were, uh, you know, everything was cut down. And uh, so wood was always very expensive. And when I came to Eretz Israel, anything that was really wood was not from here. It was usually people brought it. When they, people came over in a boat from Poland or someplace, they brought real wood furniture. You didn't, they didn't get real wood furniture in Eretz Israel. It was way too expensive. Wood, wood was all imported. It was expensive. Everything was made out of fiberboard. Mostly what you bought was glue and sawdust with a veneer. They have like the thin, and you, you can't believe how thin they can get that veneer. 
Yeah, the look of it's it's so thin. It's mamish like paper. They have like a thing the side like paper, and that's glued on top. So your things look like wood. They're not wood. They're this. They're, they're a lot of glue and sawdust. Sawdust that's already good. You know, that's a, that's a good. You, know, you got that's real wood chips. You understand? They can be all glued. You understand? The, the value. I'm telling you, the expense of the of the thing was they had they had they had they had they had they had, they had, they had you had the you had fiber boards, sawdust boards, sandwich board. Sandwich board was sandwich board was little teeny layers of real wood. You know, sandwich between glue, <laughs> sawdust, and then everything's a little thin veneer on the on the uh, on the front. You know, to look like wood, and nothing ever looked like wood on the back. By the way, the back was always raw. You know, but who could who would spend their money to put a facing on the back? You look at the back of the furniture, you're just looking at sawdust. You know, sawdust and glue. Wood was very expensive. Anything you bought, you know, was was uh, any kind of wood was expensive. So I'm sitting at my Rebbe's table, and we were in the middle of a shear, and I looked up at the windows in the base medrash, and I saw they were there, you know, crisscross. You know, uh, you know, crisscross window panes. You know, held up by uh, by slats of wood. So I looked at the wood. It's kind of nice wood, you know. And looking at, it, I said, "Wow!" I said, "That's wood. That's a lot of wood in those windows. It's expensive, you know." And I was thinking, I said, "Wow!" So that wood came all the way from Chutzlar. They had to bring it. They had to import it from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. And I was thinking to myself, "Wow, that wood must be so happy." I said to myself. It got to come all the way from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael. And I said, wait a minute, it must be really happy. It got to come from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael and to come to Yushalayim. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. It got all the way from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael to Yushalayim and it's in a base medrash where people are learning Torah. And I thought to myself, whoa, that wood must be really happy. And then all of a sudden I said, well, the wood? I said, what are you talking? I said, I said, you know, you, I said to myself, you came all the way from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael. You came all the way from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael to Yushalayim. You came all the way from Eretz Yisrael, and you're sitting in a base medrash where people learn Torah. And I'm sitting in a shear. And I think it's all of a sudden I was like smiling ear to ear. I said, "The wood, man. I'm happy." I said, "I'm happy." And I was just seeing that it must look like it must look like I'm not. My Rebbe looks at me and says, "Hey, what's happening with you?" He says to me, he looks at me and says, "That was the end of the story." He says, "What's going on?" He says to me, <laughs> "What's happening?" I have to realize we're particular. We're particularly blessed. Yes, we're particularly blessed, you know, to have sanity is a, is a great, great blessing. Today, it's not something to be taken for granted. If you're a sane Jew, you are a very, very lucky person because it's not a common commodity. So I say here two prayers a day. Please, Hashem, take me out of the darkness. Hashem, thank you so much for taking me out of the darkness. Hashem, this light is wonderful. Please, like you gave me light in the east. Please, please, please let me see the light. Let me see the light in the west. What a gift of the Bible. We gotta be walking on air. We gotta be walking on air. So look, I'm sorry every sorry, every any any pain that anybody feels, you have to you have to you have to relate to. And I'm sorry for anybody's trouble and everyone's and even the tiniest bit. And even the tiniest bit. But for sure, for sure, more than ever, for sure more than ever, this is a time for us to appreciate, you know, much to appreciate the things that we have. And then that we get a world with this where there's Torah learning, we have rabbis to teach us, have Swarim to learn from, Gadoli Israel. We're the most fortunate people in the world, you know. So you have to, you know, and to think of that I was laughing. I heard that, you know, this guy who says, you know, says, Now it's time to think of, you know, to think of the home as a place, you know, they think of a place where you live, you know, it's a place to live in. We're very lucky we have a place to live in. We're lucky that we can learn Torah. We're lucky for all these things. I I say we have to thank Hashem so much for taking us out of the darkness. So much, so much. You know, so much for uh, so much for what we have, and th- that should inspire us to really strive. We have to do the very best job we can. Everybody here, you know, we we're working harder to uh, to keep the standards up here, and uh, everyone has to strive to do it. You know, strive for your exams. Don't take the, don't take it lightly. Prepare and don't blow them off.
don't blow off. First, you know, we're keeping records for everybody. So, uh, but it doesn't matter. Hashem keeps records in the Shemaim. You know, if we kept no records of the exams, Hashem keeps records of the exams. It doesn't matter. I mean, you, you never get away. You never get away with anything. Hashem keeps the records anyway. Understand? But the but here, the fact that we are banding together and doing hopefully the right things to turn ourselves into the people that we're supposed to be, this is the most most greatest gift in the world. We should take advantage of it. We're doing an outstanding job. Hope we have a wonderful week of learning. Look at that.